Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and we are live right now on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. So blessed to have you here today. We are on. We are in for a treat. Um, I, you've heard me share throughout the years talking about my experience with uh, going through deliverances, as I like to call them, uh, exorcisms. <laughs> and so um, and that's played a massive role in my life and my healing, but also it's played a role in some of the damage that was done. And we're going to get into all that, but this is going to be interesting and maybe shocking to some of you. It may be inspiring. It may be just like, it may freak you out. There, there's no telling what this, how this will make you react. But I know the very first time someone said to me, you need deliverance, I kicked them in the nuts. Uh, so, you know, this is a subject that for some people is a little rough. Some people think it's witchcraft. Some people believe that it's the end-all, be-all. This is the cure to mental health. Who knows? There's a lot of opinions. This is a very polarizing subject. But in my experience, it's been, this is a very important subject. And frankly, let's face it, there's a lot of people right now that are under a demonic spell and they may not even realize it. And the only way out of it is deliverance. So that said, uh, this is going to be interesting. I'm excited about this because this is another subject that, um, that hits home for me. And from, from the horror show of it to the blessing that it is. So we're going to get into it. It's going to be awesome. Our guest is incredible. Um, we just got to chat for a little bit before we came on. I have no idea how she ended up on this on our on the show. I don't remember reaching out to her. I don't remember her even reaching out to me. She was just in my calendar. And <laughs> like, what the heck? This is kind of crazy. But I'm excited to have the conversation. So you guys are in for a really, really special upcoming hour. And those also, just so you know, the Libmana Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, you can find us a few different ways. Uh, you can go on Roku or Amazon Fire, look for the Libmana Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, and you'll find us there. Or you can download the E360 app on your smart TVs, and you will find us there. So Apple TV, Smart TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, and of course, all of the podcast networks. Um, and you can go to LibmanaWorldwide.org, which is right below me. And uh, you can check out all the things that we do. Uh, this is, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. We are a full service media and multimedia broadcast network. Uh, and our mission and our purpose and our passion is not just being a voice for the voiceless, but elevating the voices for the voiceless. So anyway, with that said, uh, we'll be right back with a short little video to play. And um, just so you know, you're about to see a little this is like the quickest commercial of all time. You're going to see all the brands that sponsor uh, this program in the shortest way possible. The way that you can access it, just scan the QR code and you'll be able to see all of it. So check that out and we'll be right back in two minutes. Now, wait a second. That's not it. What is this? Where'd it go?
Welcome back. Uh, I'm Joshua T. Berglund, your host, and we are on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Uh, again, so blessed to have you here. Thank you for being here. Uh, today, we're going to have some fun. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to broadcast. Every Each and every time is, is, is a gift. It's a blessing. And uh, Father, I ask that you speak through me and you speak through Anne today and just pray that we deliver a message and deliver the words that are most needed for the audience right now that's listening and watching. We love you and I surrender this broadcast to you as I do my life. And I thank you for the purpose that you've given me, Father. And I pray that anyone right now that is struggling uh, with anything that's demonic, anything that any spirits that are after them, even a struggle with addiction, which is, in my opinion, is a spirit. We don't need to go into that right now because I'm praying. Uh, Father, I just ask that, that you open the mind and the heart of everyone that's listening right now. And I pray that the words that we speak, speak right to the heart of the matter and you, and it inspires people to step into their purpose or to even, even if it's not the pur their purpose that they're struggling with, that it's the, that, that maybe it's, it may be for them, it's letting go of something that no longer serves them, that they need to surrender to you. I pray that this moment, this broadcast is the broadcast that inspires them to surrender it all to you. I love you, Lord, and thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my new friend, who I didn't know was my friend until just now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Anne Latour. How are you, Anne? I am doing fabulous. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you here, and as I shared, I still am going well, I think I would re remember this conversation, but I don't care. Even if like God somehow came into my calendar and put you there with all of your information and all that stuff, I'm excited to have you uh, on this on this program. Thank you so much for being here. I love how he does that. Like seriously, we'll, we'll get people to our ministry, and I'm like, how do you how do you know about it? How do you find out? And they're like. Um, I don't know. I just Googled courts of heaven and I found you, but like, if I Google it, there's other people that come up, not my ministry. So God just works in miraculous ways. Yeah. Amen to that. There, there is no doubt about that. And we're about to probably emphasize that in about uh, several different ways and probably in ways that most people have never really understood before. Um, before we get into it though, Anne, what are you grateful for today and why? Oh my gosh. Um, well, probably one of the best things I love when I'm waking up is to know that, number one, I am awake for another day of battle, especially in these times right now. So I'm just grateful to be alive. I am grateful to be living in a very warm, nice, safe uh, place so that I can at least right now openly pray outside and openly pray um, on the streets for others. So I'm very grateful for that. So... It, I, I find this interesting um, to, or it's interesting to me because I when I think of women or people in general that are like ready for battle, you know, typically they have a look of like there's a menacing look to them. They're, you know, maybe got a couple scars on their face, maybe, you know, multicolored hair and some piercings and scars. And and you look like you just walked out of cheerleading camp and here you are talking about ready for battle. I mean. 
when I say that, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Oh, that's hilarious. Actually, I was never a cheerleader. <laughs> I was in um, I was in athletics. I played sports um, growing up all my life. In fact, I, I did coach track and field uh, high school for a little short stint. But um, I totally get that. And that's that's what's awesome about being a warrior for Christ is that I'm not seen. Like people don't see me. I've been in the middle of Antifa. I've walked right through them and literally they don't see me like i believe that's more of a supernatural thing but um there's something about the presence of god that we carry and it doesn't matter what we look like because it's awesome what i'm seeing right now in today's time is that there's a generation that god is raising up at 20s 30s and i'm above that but it's god's raising this generation up and some of them are even in their 40s and 50s and they have been through hell and back and that's the most awesome part about it is they have this story and they got the scars and all that. And, um, I do have a scar on my back. It's uh, probably about six inches long from, from <laughs> taking a jump off of a cliff in uh, Indonesia. But other than that, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool because people don't even, the enemy doesn't even see me coming in. Yeah, that's a, that's a good approach. I, um, and I appreciate that too. That's one of the things that I love about my wife so much is, you know, people see me and I'm a, I'm a big guy and have a loud voice and I could be menacing when I need to be. And but I have my wife who's, you know, I don't know how tall she is. I don't want to embarrass her, but she's not very tall, but she's she's adorable. And she's just always smiling and happy. And, you know, and you're just in a lot of people. I watch it all the time. People don't take her serious. And I got to tell you, she's way more menacing and way more, I'm, I'm more scared of her than I am anybody else. Like she is because one, God is with her and, and the Holy Spirit comes through her and it is powerful and she is ready for war. She's ready for it also. But again, people don't take her serious because they just think she's cute and, you know, and cuddly or whatever else. And they blow her off and they dismiss her. And the enemy never sees her coming any t- every time. They are not expecting it. And so I think that you know a lot of times people would assume that you know being well innocent looking is is a um is a weakness but god god will even use that to an advantage because people take you for granted and that's what they should not do especially when you're rolling with the holy spirit amen amen so i want i don't obviously i don't want to spend too much time on that um but we are talking about before Oh, we, 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 we hit live. Uh, we were talking about how like I, today I'm just was getting, I got my first death threats and uh, we were talking about that. And one of the things that you brought up was taking them to court in heaven. Can you talk about that? Cause I have never in my life even heard that expression. Yeah, absolutely. Um, gosh, it, there's so much to talk about with that, but um the thing is, is scripture says, and this is, it's one thing that really rattles me, I guess, is that the church hasn't taught this. And it's all throughout scripture that God is not only our friend, he is our judge as well. And he's not so much as judging us except for on, on judgment day, but right now what he's doing, he's trying to show and raise up the body of Christ, what the church hasn't done. They haven't taught scripture this way. When you look at the Bible and you see 
um, God as our judge, as he's going to judge the enemy and come against the enemy and bring his wrath against the enemy in the courtroom of heaven, that is so powerful. And as soon as I started to recognize and see that and, and learn from that, I started taking scripture and applying court cases with, with basically scripture saying, hey, this, this is happening in my life, but I know you have told me. It says in Hebrews 4, it says in Hebrews 4, 16, let us draw near to the throne of grace that we may find grace and mercy. So let's draw to the throne, let's draw near to the throne of God and say, God, like you have a book for me. Psalms 139, 16 says we all have a purpose and destiny and God is a good God. He is a loving God. So there's nothing in that book that would be negative. There's nothing in that book that would say we have a cold or that we have a broken ankle or that we're uh, struggling with coat. I don't know. If, I guess like, could I say the word struggling with sickness in any way, whatever, whatever it might be that we're struggling with that's straight from hell. That's straight from the enemy. So when we can go to the court and we can say, God, here's my case. Here is what you have said in the word of who I am, my purpose and my destiny. And it's not happening. I'm going to come against Satan. I'm going to say, nope, that's not right. I'm not going to agree with that. But the next biggest part of that is removing the legal right because Satan is our accuser. It says it in the Bible. It says it in scripture. I'm not making it up. He's our accuser and he accuses us night and day. And he's looking for reasons and he goes back in our generational bloodline and he's looking for reasons to come at us and say, you know, um, hey, God, she can't live her purpose and destiny. She can't have her God-destined husband because somebody in her bloodline cheated on their spouse. So it's not, uh, you can't let her have her God-destined husband or she can't have her God-destined job because somebody in her bloodline uh, stole from a company or whatever it might be. So there's always going to be some sort of legal right that is stopping us. But we take that to God as our judge and we say, well, no, you said so-and-so is my God-destined husband, or you said that I will be married and it hasn't happened yet. So what is the legal right? Because I'm going to repent of it and remove that legal right. So that is the first step. And then when we want to take the enemy to court, we can do that. Because there's human agents of darkness. I, that's what I call them. They are witches and warlocks. Uh -huh. And they are doing, they're with the occult. They're doing all kinds of um, spells and voodoo and black, all kinds of black magic, whatever it might be. They're working with Satan to come against our purpose and destiny. Now, I can appreciate that, and I'm I'm not doubting it or dismissing it. I just that's it's new to me, and it's so now it's like another one of those things that I want to understand more. Um, I heard something the other day, and I it was the very first thing that came to my mind when you started talking about this. Is we this is the devil's domain? Earth is his domain. So when you talk about heavenly courts, it means we're going into heaven to access the court system there because we really don't this isn't our domain even though we can take our authority in christ this isn't our domain correct correct but let me just clarify yeah, please, correct me. please correct me god did give us they gave humans rule and reign over the earth so we have the only thing that can happen here on the earth is what we as human beings allow to happen in the earth 
So that, that I just wanted to correct that. And I think that's what, as we see right now, what's going on here in our nation, in the United States, what's happening is for so long, the enemy has been using people, whether it be through government mind control. I don't want to blow too many minds here, but there's, no, there's oh, so wait, much. Hold on. I should, let me preface who the audience is really quick. Mind control victims, uh, former uh, prostitutes, former human trafficking victims. Uh, we're, we have whistleblowers. We have atheists. We have Buddhists. We have gay people. We have transgendered. We have Christians. We have Catholics. We have followers of Jesus. We have Buddhists, we have Muslims, we have every all walks of life here, and they all hear me talk about Jesus, demons, spirits, and all the crazy stuff. So you can go any direction you want. You do not have to be filtered at all. So speak freely. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> okay, well, um, yeah, so God did give mankind authority over the earth. So nothing can have here happen here in, on the earth unless we as human beings allow it so from the fall of man mm -hmm. into the earth when god sent uh, adam and eve into the earth basically another dimension i call it um i'll be writing a book on it soon but i call it um a counterfeit timeline i believe we're living in a counterfeit timeline right now this is not where yeah, it's, it's almost like an upside down world that could go into very similar to, oh, I'm trying to think of a TV show. Um, but yeah, it's basically we're living upside down right now. And that's not where the Lord wants us. Yeah. So um, what what we have been able to do in the courts of heaven. So one of the things I started to do before I even started to have spiritual sight and to see in the spirit and to be able to um, sense things in the spirit is I just stepped into faith. I looked at that scripture. Okay, Father, you say we're seated in heavenly places. It says we are seated in heavenly places. It doesn't say we will be seated. It doesn't say we uh, when, you're, when your physical body dies, you'll be seated. It says we are now seated in heavenly places. So I look at that scripture and say, okay, my spirit, we have a body, soul, and spirit. My spirit is in heaven right now. It's seated with Jesus Christ. And where's Jesus Christ? He's at the throne room interceding on behalf of us 24-7. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So but, I said, oh, yeah. Well, okay. So how does, if this is the devil's, I thought when Adam and Eve fell, this became the devil's domain. It is Please correct me. I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm just, I'm just a very loud and passionate person about what Jesus did for me because I was so evil. <laughs> I mean, our book is the devil inside me and like, which is my life because I was a demon. And so I'm just a dude that loves Jesus and will scream about it and talk about it and share everything. But really I'm not a biblical scholar. So my questions are genuine curiosity. So he gave Satan rule over, what is it? He's the prince of the air, right? Mm -hmm. So what he did is he gave it to him in the spirit. So we physically here on earth, you got to look at it in the different dimensions, right? So we here on earth have rule and reign over the earth. Now, Satan is in the spirit realm. We're not, we're not, unless you have spiritual sight and spiritual hearing and, and 
your spiritual senses, you're not going to, most people aren't going to be um, aware of what's going on in the spirit. So Satan will come along somebody and they will oppress them. They will, a lot of people will say, well, Christians can't have demons. Yes and no. <laughs> right? I mean, yes, that's a, that's a big, uh, it's, it's a big conversation and sometimes you don't want to bring it up in certain areas. Especially oh, I bring it up because <laughs> I was a Christian that still suffered from demonic activity because I had DID, Ooh. which is multiple personalities. So, and that's not, you, you can remove the demons and still have DID where it's not necessarily demonic. However, it is, it was born in something very, very demonic. Um, and I believe that the Lord has healed me completely now. We'll see. I haven't had a switch in two months, but that said, I, like, I, I believe with all my heart that that can happen. I mean, look, Christians suffer with depression and anxiety and ADHD and all these other things. So, you know, and you, and some people could say that that's a spirit or that's a demon. This, I know Christians that kill, have killed themselves, and I know Christians that want to kill themselves, or they sure as hell they they sure live like they want to kill themselves. So, I, to me, that's a spirit. But I don't deny their love for the Lord. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead, talk. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right, and I same 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 here, and I I lived. Uh, what I thought was a Christian life, but I was partying on the side. I was, you know, doing all kinds of things that, well, I won't get into, but yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll be honest. I, you know, I did drugs. I slept around with a lot of people. I partied. I, um, it wasn't until later in my life that I found out that I had DID, that I also had been through abuse when I was younger and I had no clue until my deliverance, but I was acting out in such a way that I was trying to find love and I was trying to find different things to fill that void. And really what it was is like what you said, the DID, I had pers personalities or whatever you want to say. I had different, different sections of my life that fulfilled different things. And in all in all, I still was trying to read the Bible and falling asleep while I was reading the Bible and, and like, God, I'm so sorry. I won't do that again. I promise. And then, you know, that night I'd be back in the same circle, the same pattern. And then it wasn't until, um, yeah, somebody had suggested deliverance. It was my sister. She said, Hey, you, you need deliverance. And of course the first thing, and I'm sure, you know, it's fear like you have this fear like oh no it's not of god oh you know and that's the demons that's what's in us oppressing us because we are not again goes back to psalms 139 16. we are not to be living in fear we are not to be living a promiscuous life we're to be wealthy look at proverbs we're actually as a as a christ follower we are to be wealthy so wealthy that we're actually giving money away to people so wealthy that uh that people are looking to us and they're saying, what is it? What is it about them that they see Christ in us? So there are so many things that people don't understand that we can be if we just get rid of that demonic influence, that demonic oppression on us. And that is one thing. Um, I went through several deliverances before I found the courts of heaven. And then I found out that, oh, deliverance can be uh, different. It can actually be done. 
Like when I remove the legal rights in the courts of heaven and I go before God and I say, hey, I, you know, I had sex, I did drugs and I don't know all the names. I don't know everything I did, but, but God, you know, it is. And you also have angels because it says in Matthew 18, 10, that he has an angel angels before his throne night and day also reporting on this. So like when we're in the courts of heaven, I say, Angels, please bring in all this scribing, everything that I've ever done, everything during this time that has holding me back from this legal right, and I'm going to repent on it. So it's so powerful. And then, okay. and then the demons are the angels coming and remove the demons. We don't have to go through convulsions and vomiting and all this stuff. Like it's, <laughs> it's literally they're just gone. Yeah, because there are some people that really like to have the uh, the show. <laughs> a flair for yeah. My very first time, it was a, um, it was powerful. Like I'll, I, re I remember, but I also remember hanging on. It was like three and a half hours, and it was the, a horrible experience. But it helped a ton. Like I was grateful I did it, um, and I thought I was delivered completely from DID. And that thing, oof, uh, it snuck back up on me and got a hold of me in one of the craziest ways uh and i and i i was actually afraid that i was not going to get out of it because i ended up going on a month-long meth relapse basically it would be three days straight pass out three days straight pass out get to four days pass out and i'll remember like towards the end of the month i was up four days straight i just like a couple hours before drank my own urine to be able to stay high because I didn't, I was having trouble finding somebody with more drugs. Um, and I remember I had my phone in my hand and I'm looking down and I'm on a sex app, which is where I found my drugs. And all of a sudden God dropped like right here and I could see him out of the corner of my eye, but I was afraid to move my eye, <laughs> but I could feel it and see him. And, and he said, I'm not done with you yet. Whoa. This is going to suck, but I'm not done with you. And proceeded to go on and give me these marching orders of what I was going to do, how I was going to do it. And the reason why I can speak so openly, I mean, like not many people go, ah, I drink my own urine. And I'm not saying it to be shocking. I'm saying it because it was true. But part of his message to me was, you're going to put a spotlight on your shadow world and you're going to show people the supernatural power of truth. You do not get the luxury of keeping secrets. You're going to put a spotlight and you're going to show people just how powerful truth is. And that was about almost three, almost four years ago. The journey that that's taken me on and what that's done for me. I mean, now it's like I'm so comfortable with truth because I was such a chronic liar. I mean, my, my double life had a double life. And the amount of damage, like I remember going through my the deliverance part and talking about the sexual partners. I'm like, I don't, there would be 20 people in a four day period. What are you talking about? I don't know the names. Right. Like I, didn't, I didn't ask their name. I didn't even look at their face. Like that's not what I was, that's not, was not the objective. And so I think that that's why it took me so many deliverances. And on top of the one deliverance I went through, I, I swear a spell was put on me. That's a whole other conversation. But I finally believe that I've gotten rid of these spirits. That said, I, I want to ask you something. So I did a lot of criminal activity, too. And I repented for it. I mean, I don't do it anymore. 
But I mean, I ran, I did some pretty like on the dark web, ran some scams and like I did some really bad stuff that it didn't really affect the other people except causing them a hassle. But some of the scams that I ran to try to survive uh, were not that good. And I, I'm curious, is, is that kind of thing something that you need deliverance for or is it just repentance that you need? Well, actually, it kind of it could it could be yes and no on that. So um, you want to remove the legal rights to those things. So you do want to repent it. You want to renounce it. Um, it depends on who you did that with, or you know if there were companies that were involved that you did that with. If there were other entities, if there were other individuals. Yeah, my ex, that my ex, and I won't say which one, and um, a dude that was in the CIA, or he was okay. retired CIA. So, <laughs> so, so what happens with that? When we come along, somebody we create a soul tie. So when you did that, you created a soul tie with that. So you want to remove that, and then also, you want to um, if there was ownership claims. So you've got soul ties that happen. You have ownership claims that can happen that Satan could have over you because you did this with somebody else. So now if you haven't broken that soul tie, then that other person, including Satan, is coming after you for half of everything you have right now until you remove that. Um, then there could be demonic trades. So if you did something um, and you were like, hey, I'll do this for you and you do this for me and you don't repent and renounce of that, that could be still hanging there as a legal right to come after you for something you have now. Satan has figured everything out to stop us from walking in our purpose and destiny. He's 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 done that. So like even you said the government agent that you worked with. So then the government could have a legal right over you. Um, but actually, do you mind? Uh, can I just pray for everybody right now? Because I sense this. I felt this when you were um, when you were talking about when God showed you and he told you, hey, this is what I want you to be doing. I want you to reveal the truth. I want you. I want to pray for everybody right now because I really believe it helps. It really helps when God gives you that that glimpse of your future. He gives you that hope of saying, hey, this is who you, this is who I made you to be. Even in the be beginning of time, before there was even a heaven and earth, you were with me in the spirit. And it, it, it says this in Genesis. So he already had a purpose and destiny for you. He already had written out what it is that you are to accomplish. And the fact that you are alive right now in this time and in this season, in this earth right now, means you are a warrior. You are to do something for the kingdom of heaven, something for God. So I just want to pray right now. And I just ask Father God, I ask that you lift everybody into your courtroom right now. And I ask Father that you open up their books according to Psalms 139.16 that you see what it is that you have meant for them to accomplish in their life, what their purpose and destiny is, Father. I ask that you give them visions and dreams. I ask that you give them words of knowledge and just drops of revelation in their spirit. Father, I ask that you show them in ways that only you can. It will be so supernatural. They know it is from you. And Father, if there is anything, Father, if there is 
anything coming against them from stopping them from having that, from knowing what it is that they were created to be, what it is they were created to do in this earth. I just repent and renounce all the way down to the right, all the way down to the roots on behalf of them and their bloodlines. Anything that has allowed them, that has stopped them from knowing that they have a purpose. They have a huge calling here on earth. So Father, I just repent and renounce all the way down to the roots. And I ask for forgiveness on behalf of them. Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. He forgave us, Father. And he and you said that we are to do just as much and more than Jesus did. So I, I sit here, I stand here on this call right now, and I repent on behalf of everybody because that's what Jesus called us to do, to intercede. So, Father, please forgive, bless, and release them. Please forgive, bless, and release those that brought it upon them, too. If there's bitterness, if there's thoughts and feelings and emotions causing fear, if there's any unbelief in them thinking that I'm not worthy, that that this that this isn't possible, I just, I'm just a you know, not worth anything. Father, we break that now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I ask, Father, that that I receive the blood of Jesus Christ, that they receive the blood of Jesus Christ over them and everything that's stopping them from knowing what their purpose and destiny is. And I do, I just ask that you release angels to surround them and let them know who it is that they are. They are your son. They are your daughter. They are loved so much that there is nothing. There's nothing they can do. There's nothing that they have done that could ever stop you, Father God, from loving them and from showing them that they have a purpose and destiny. And I just, I just thank you. I thank you that um, everybody's going to know what their purpose and destiny is. They're going to search and they're going to seek you and they're going to find you. And I just, I seal this right now in the blood of Jesus and I release angels according to Matthew 6, 10. And I declare it into the earth, Father, you say in what happens in your kingdom to be released into the earth. And I just release that right now upon everybody that you will know what your purpose and destiny is, that you will have that hope and that calling to run that race out and to fight for the kingdom of heaven and fight for your life, your family and your legacy. Amen. Amen. Wow. That was a good prayer. <laughs> Holy oh, Spirit. <laughs> I know my purpose, but but what I love about that prayer is that a lot of people don't. And but or a lot of people think they know their purpose, but it really doesn't align with why God created them, why we were manufactured by the Lord to take from Dr. Miles Monroe. I you know, I believe that we're coming into a time where, well, let's just say, I don't want to get too off the in the deep end here, but things are going to look a lot different where the currency of this world will not factor in for believers because we won't have access to it. So then it's like, well, wait a second. My purpose was to be a teacher. My purpose was to do this. How am I going to pay the bills? But from my understanding, um, a, a purpose aligns with, kingdom currency and kingdom living. And so we don't play by the rules and we don't tap in. Yeah, I know we're using the, the monetary system of this world now, but I personally believe it's a demonic system because it just ushers us into slavery. But when we play in the kingdom life, it looks much, much differently. And our purpose is more about what we do for others by using our gifts and talents um, and how we serve our fellow man and our brother and through that, we are provided for by the endless supply of the kingdom of heaven. Now, again, I'm not a biblical expert. That's just what I believe in my heart. 
as somebody that knows a little bit more about the Bible and a little bit more educated on this life, would you speak to that? That is so good. That is so good. Um, I absolutely agree with that. And I've seen that in my life these last couple of years. I have seen things manifest and it's just because God gave me that heart where I, I was at low point with my family. I was very low and I was like, like, God, why is this happening? What's going on? What is allowing this to happen? And a lot of what he was saying is just seek me seek me sit with me sit at my feet and know that i love you sit at my feet and see the good i have for you and it was like as soon as i started to just soak that in and soak his heart in i was getting like amazing experiences in the heavenlies like he would just take me up and i'd be with him and he'd show me things in the future and he would show me things that are happening right now and it really just gave me that heart for others that when I started going out there, like you said, and you start doing things for others. And it, it it's not just like you're doing it for another Christian. You're doing it for whoever on the street, whatever yeah. it is. You just hear God. God says, you know, give this person money or give this person your coat. Give this person your shoes. Give this person, you know, pray for it. Whatever it might pray for the person, whatever it might be when we follow him things supernaturally happen. And I do want to say, as we do get into this time where eventually we will not have access to money or food or whatever it might be to help us and our families and even our friends, I 100% believe that we will manifest things. So the kingdom of darkness is already doing that right now. They're manifesting all kinds of things into the earth because they've been taught that from a very young age in the occult, how to manifest things into the, into the natural realm. Well, well, God can do so much more. So I believe as the as the veil thins between the the heavens, between the dimensions, we will be able to manifest things. We'll be able to manifest food. We'll, we'll be able to manifest gold or whatever it is that we need. But again, like right now, it's about just seeking God and doing what we can. I believe faith is currency. So when we have faith to know we're going to be okay, we have faith to know that God said to do this, do that, and we we obey, then there, there's more currency in our bank account in heaven. Yeah, I, I subscribed to that a few years ago because it was also that same time I was telling you about the relapse that I had. Um, what triggered the relapse was a really bad fight with an ex. I got kicked out of my leadership program like the final weekend. Like got kicked out and uh because of a fight her and i got into and um and then so that happened and then also around that time i got a consulting gig uh it was supposed to pay like ten thousand dollars a month and i'm like fighting with the owner like day one already and he was already hanging the payment over my head well i'd been broke i'd been homeless just before and like that ten thousand dollars was a big deal I could finally pay rent. I could finally do these things that I needed to do to live. And I was so happy about it. But the whole time, even before this, God was like, serve me, serve me, serve me. But I didn't understand what that meant. And so it took that relapse. It took God coming to me and telling me, you're going to put a spotlight on your shadow. But it was after that, he said, I want you to serve me and serve me alone. And I, I didn't quite get it even then. Like, I don't know why. It was just dense, I guess. But then he sent five people, five days in a row, to hand me, send me the same message. I only knew two of the five 
who they were. The other three came out of the, like, kind of like how you popped up in my calendar. They popped in my phone. Hey, feel like God's telling me to tell you this. And it was the same exact message. And all five of those people do not know each other. It was the craziest thing. And so that is what convinced me I'm done looking for a job. I don't know how I'm going to pay rent. I, I have no clue. And since that day, I have not had a job. I mean, yeah, I've DJed and I've done like little random things and I get acting jobs and, you know, whatever. But it that it's not like a job job and it's a blessing. And every time I'm on set, I get to give my testimony, which is another weird thing. But that said, all he said was serve me. I'm like, okay, so that's what we do. And I kid you not, it gets scary sometimes because I'm like, well, how are we going to pay rent now? But then all of a sudden, rent's paid, like out of the blue. Like, what? How'd that happen? And it comes from, so to your point, faith is a currency. Well, I've been living off faith for the last five years of my life. <laughs> my life. And, you know, it gets scary. But I'll tell you what, it is exhilarating, and I get to see God work miracles almost every single day I'm alive. And it's amazing. Right. Oh, I love how he works like that. I love that. So I want to ask you about the, uh, what I wrote it down, heaven's deliver, the, wait, court of heaven deliverances. Talk about yeah. that. Okay. So uh, what we do in the court of heaven is um, what's really important, and it helps with people with DID, um, is we all have some sort of brokenness, you know, from whether it was in the womb that our soul split. Um, I'll just give a quick little, uh, I'll give a, a quick little teaching on right, that. Let's down for this. <laughs> we have, so we were, we were born with one body, one soul, or some people were born <laughs> with one soul. Some people were born with multiple souls, but um, you have one body, one soul, and one spirit. Now, I say some people could be born with multiple souls because while they're in the womb, they could split. So if there is any satanic ritual abuse, if there is abuse towards the mother during the pregnancy, uh, what happens is God developed, he created us to for our soul to separate and split when we experience extreme trauma. Why? so that we won't uh, just die because uh, uh, the brain cannot take that much trauma all in one and continue their life. Uh, although some people do and they don't continue their life, they end up in a mental hospital because they can't, it's just so much in, in that brain. But yeah, the, it says it in the book of Job. He says it like, how much longer are you going to, how much longer are you going to split me like this? How much longer? So God does allow it. But unfortunately, That's what he was, doing, was splitting his soul. What was that? I gotta, he's, he was splitting his soul in Job. That's what was happening. Yes. I had so, no idea. Now I got to yeah. go read that book again. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much in there. So much in there. But he's allowing that. He allows that to happen so that we can continue our walk and seek freedom. Otherwise, yeah, you might go crazy, you know, knowing what you know during that trauma. I mean, think of like how you had the DID. Your soul had to split in order to 
comprehend and live those different lives in order to survive. Otherwise, that I, I I'm like I'm dumbfounded right now because that wow I I I because that helps that's even a deeper understanding of what has gone on the last. 30 something years of my life since, I mean, I didn't, wasn't aware that it was actually DID until a few years ago. Mm. I thought I only had, I thought it was BPD. And I thought that I had two personalities until I met somebody that actually could see them, like see the characteristics my wife actually knows. And like, even the one that lies and like, no, I'm back. I'm back. It's me. I promise. And she'll like, yeah, no, it's not. And that's (laughs) the sneaky one. But she's got them, like she has them all down and she can see them clearly. But where I, here's the other thing that's going to be kind of shocking about it for me is that I knew that God was going to heal me and I knew that he was healing me because I got to this place where I could start to anticipate the switch and I could see it and I could stop it. And I would get blindsided sometimes, but it that became less frequent. And then over the last two months, times that I normally would switch, I didn't. And then I started going, oh, crap, I wish I would switch because now I have to actually deal with this emotionally. And I'm 42 years old and I don't know how to deal with my emotions because every time I was sad, switch. Every time I was angry, switch. Every time I was depressed, switch. Like I never got to like experience And I know that this sounds probably really insane to the people listening right now, but I'm, I'm being dead serious. I don't even know what depression is like, unless if it was coming off of a meth binge and I had no life in me and I just wanted to like, you know, like that kind of depression, but that's not what I'm talking about. But I mean, literally sadness. If I cried, it was normally faking it or because I got caught or whatever, went to jail or, but it wasn't real. It wasn't real sadness. My body never experienced any of that. And then here it is now, 42 years old, I'm learning what depression feels like and sadness and anger and, and all of that and learning how to deal with it. It's, it's, it's amazing. So are you suggesting, because I always th- thought of it as a fragmented brain that's kind of growing back together and forming together and all that. Um, but you're saying it's from a soul level so does your soul can your soul come back together is that what you're saying yeah so it is the soul um there are times the spirit will fragment um and that's in that's with satanic ritual abuse where they will they're out to uh fragment the spirit because that spirit belongs to god right but yeah we'll just stick to the soul on this but the soul fragments um let me see i'll draw a picture i actually have a I have a diagram on my computer. Blowing my mind. I've had like some, I've had psychiatrist on. I've had, I've had like neuro, what is it? Neuro. (laughs) Anyway, I've had some people that this is what they specialize in, have no actual clue what they were talking about. And here you're like dropping knowledge. Well, because there's a lot of psychiatrists that don't even recognize that DID is a thing. I'm like, do you really want to see my demon? Do you want, do you really want to see that? But 
Anyway, I, I this you this has been I'm enjoying the heck out of this because you've really just kind of blown my mind. Can I I see there's a part where I can share. Can I share a diagram and I'll explain that? Heck yeah, you can. Okay, I'm going to share. I'm not sure if I'm able to do it. Let's see. Oh, I'll put it up on my screen and then share the screen. So what happens is our soul can split. Um, some people, a lot of people are actually born with their soul splitting prior to being born. So um, it can happen if the mother doesn't want them. They sense that. They feel it. So the, the soul splits, the soul fragments. And in a case where a child experiences sexual um, abuse. Um, and in this uh, diagram I'm going to show you guys, we'll have what it's going to show is that when a child experiences sexual abuse at a young age, they will, um, okay, let's see, I should be able to do this. I think if I do like a share screen, yeah, you should be able to. I don't know. I've never had a guest be able to do it. I always thought it was on my end. Let's oh, see. I have a feeling you're about to go down the direction I know about why they, um, when they're initiating people into like satanic, there it is. It's right there. Okay, awesome. Okay, so. So this is what happens. Let's just say this is the two-year-old child, right? And um, the two-year-old child expe experiences sexual abuse, maybe by a parent, maybe by an uncle, whoever it might be. The soul fragments. So this soul right here create is created to experience the abuse, take the trauma. So this becomes an anchor in the child's life. Um, what happens is every time the uncle comes over, we'll just use an uncle as an example. Every time the uncle comes over and um, abuses this child, this soul part will come forward to take the abuse. Uh, you, I hear it a lot when I minister to people where they'll say they'll hear certain sounds, which is called a trigger. And we know that with uh, government programming, there's triggers, there's sounds, there's words, there's frequencies that will happen. But in this case, let's just say it's uh, the shoes coming down the hallway and the floorboard creaks. Well, that triggers this soul part to come forward to take the abuse. And then it goes and hides after the abuse. So what happens, let's just say this is uh, when that happens and that soul part uh, splits, there is a demon that protects this soul part. So the demon comes in and basically says, hey, I got you. I'll protect you. Such a lie. My dark we passenger. What was that? The dark passenger. The, okay. Because I, 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 he would, when my, the dark passenger, the one that I'm scared of, the one, like the other altars didn't really scare me as bad, but that when the dark passenger showed up, I know that's a reference with Dexter, but there was one that I was terrified over because I never knew when I would come back because I could be gone for months at a time when it would take over. But I, I know that I allowed it in because it protected me or yeah. it gave me the illusion of protecting me. Wow. Okay. Keep exactly. going. I'm sorry. This, this soul part is meant to protect the two-year-old child. 
So yeah, this a demon is attached to them. Fear could be one reason. Abandonment, rejection, betrayal, because it says in scripture that even our thoughts are sins against God, right? So unfortunately, that also pertains to children, um, which another, the church has failed us, has not taught us about that either. Um, <laughs> if I was to have children all over again, which I think at my age would be possible, I, anyways, we have to teach our children how to deal with their emotions, kind of like what you were saying and be able to speak about things. But okay, so what happens is this part fragments. And now let's just say uh, this child now goes and tells their mother or their father and they report the abuse. But most likely if a child is abused, especially um, under the age of six years old, that means there is generational DID and or generational uh, molestation, incest, and rape, uh, which I, I want to say there's probably 99% of all of us have that because that was the uh, sin of the fallen angels, and that's what they wanted to bring into the earth was sexual sin. So what happens is Let's just say the two-year-old child reports the abuse to the mother. Um, and I could actually say this, this is true. I've ministered with people. I have my own story that I will share someday. They will report the abuse. Guess what happens to the mother? The mother has also experienced trauma and their part, which hasn't been healed yet, listens to the report of the abuse. That part comes forward that has been abused, hears the abuse, and then goes back in and the child's like, wait a minute, how come you're not saving me? You're not helping me. And I hear that so often, not only in my ministering and ministering with people, but I, um, I used to run a single mom's ministry, uh, maybe 10 years ago, uh, maybe, maybe like seven, six, seven years ago. And the women in the singles mom's ministry, um, actually said this, that they had been sexually abused by their brother or their, um, their father. And they had told their mom, but their mom never did anything. And then I'd say, well, did you ever go back and say it again? And they said, no, because they didn't do anything. Um, and that was very common that the child only said something once or twice and then nothing happened. So they just gave up telling, um, that actually it's very, very common. Well, what happens that, that now, this, this child, this soul part now creates a soul tie with the person they uh, told the abuse to, specific to that trauma. So now we call this an anchor in my ministry. There's an anchor here from this original abuse. And then what happens is the soul will continue to split all along here. Um, most likely turning into the DID where it's an alternate personality and they have no clue. This two-year-old child has no clue what's going on. Um, so there's all these different splits, all these different parts, all on one anchor, all on this one uh, abuse. And they also have a soul tie to the perpetrator. So when they have a soul tie to the perpetrator and they never get rid of that, you never repent and renounce it, um, and remove that legal right, which is what we do up in the courtroom. Um, this is called an open portal to our realms. So let's just say this two-year-old grows up and now they're 45 years old and they're wondering why um, they get a lot of astral projection in their house. They've been delivered. They do, you know, they live a pure life and 
you know, they, there's no reason for the astral projection or there's no reason for a certain spiritual tax in their life because they're living a pure righteous life. They, you know, constantly getting deliverance. Um, well, there could still be an open portal into their realm because of the tie that they have with the perpetrator. Um, yeah, so there's a soul invasion. So if they have the open portal, then that uh, perpetrator could end any demons could literally come into this person and um that's why you'll see a lot of uh, let's see okay there we go that's why you'll see a lot of um people acting very double-minded or i mean we can say that in the government right now where you feel like there is somebody controlling somebody and, and there is what, what can happen during that time. There can also be happening in the spirit where the, uh, the child starts to be programmed um, in their subconscious mind behind the scenes of certain issues or certain things, opening up doors and pathways so that child can then be easily accessed down the road with uh, mind control programming and things like that. Yeah, that's... I got to tell you, I, this is one of those conversations that I wish we could do three hours. Um, and we have, I have to have you back lately. It seems like every guest I have lately, I've like, can't finish the conversation because I, there's just so many directions to go. So I'd love it if you would come back. I want to ask you, I mean, is there, um, I can hear the audience now going, okay, I want to be delivered. Is there a prayer that you can do? I don't know if this is allowed. I don't know how this works. Is there a prayer that you can pray over people? And not, I don't want to say a generic deliverance prayer, but one that kind of covers the bases that people can get a taste of what deliverance is like. Do you have anything like that? Yes, for sure. And that's how I started it is I would just pray for people on the streets and I would just hear the Holy Spirit tell me what it was um to pray so i can certainly do that um yeah when when you're dealing with certain specific things like suicide or depression or um maybe sicknesses things like that where there's specific legal rights going way back to adam and eve with curse curses and curse resets that satan did um we have more detailed uh removing iniquity prayers on our website but there is definitely i would love to pray for everybody and um it's amazing some people will yawn there's the, there's different uh deliverance manifestations people won't be like unless it's typical and they they do that they won't be running to the bathroom no because it's done in the courtroom so we bring all the, demons. the demons okay sorry yeah yeah let me pray yeah um hmm. father god we we thank you so much we thank you for who you are and who you made us to be uh we thank you for this time and and this hour that we had to be able to show the audience and show everybody show your sons and daughters um that there is so much more to this life and there's so much more to living free and happy and successful. So father, we just, uh, we just want to just come before your throne room right now. And I ask that 
that I just gather everybody listening, everybody watching, and uh, we just step into your throne room right now because you say we're already seated in heavenly places. And Father, even those that they are still skeptic about Jesus Christ being your son and Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins and raising from the dead on the third day, Lord, I just ask that we can also bring them into this throne room right now, Father, because you died, your son, Jesus Christ, died for everybody. We want to show your power. We want to show your love and your strength, Father. And as we step into this throne room, because you say in Hebrews 4, 16, let us draw near to the throne of grace so that we may find grace and mercy, Father. We ask that you see us as the judge, Your Honor. We ask that um, as we do this, that you bring in our books of destiny, according to Psalms 139, 16, everything that you've written about us, all of our purposes and destinies. And I also ask that this be on behalf of all of our personal, ancestral, soul and spirit fragments, parts and our altars, every broken part of us that is on the inside. We open up the intercom system to everybody so that they can receive the freedom and they can receive the deliverance as well, Father God. So as we do that, we ask that you see our name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, even before the beginning of time, because you meant for all of us to be in the heavens with you, Father. <clears throat> And I just ask, Father, that you bring in the testimony of our cloud of witnesses. You say there is a cloud of witnesses in Hebrews 11. Father God, you say there is a, we are surrounded by a great cloud. So I ask that they testify on behalf of us. I ask that the angels, according to Matthew 18, 10, come and testify on behalf of what Satan and the kingdom of darkness is doing to come against our purpose and our destiny, Father. What we are trying to do, what we are struggling with, Father. I also ask that Jesus Christ, you say in Isaiah 43, 26, let us contend together. So we bring Jesus Christ to testify on behalf of us and our righteousness and who we are, even who we were before the beginning of time. And your honor, I ask as, as you see us as your as your sons and daughters, we ask that if there is anything coming against our purpose and destiny, any sins, transgressions, and iniquities, known and unknown. And I just I just ask that um, as everybody is listening right now, you can just go ahead and speak it out. You can think because our thoughts are just as powerful as our words. You can think and you can say, God, this is what I've been struggling. This is what it, what it is that I've been doing. And I want to get rid of it. And I just, I just, I encourage you to say that right now, even as I'm praying, because God is outside of space and time. So it doesn't matter if you're still saying it when this prayer ends, it still gets to him. So Father, I just ask if there's even thoughts, feelings, and emotions that do not align with having the mind of Christ, because that is a sin too, Father. We are to walk with the mind of Christ. So we, we ask that if there is anything that we've been struggling with, with our thoughts, anxiety, fear, especially fear of death, Father, we know that that is how the enemy tries to get at us, Lord. We just bring that before you right now. We also ask if there's any counterfeit purposes and destinies that we are walking in right now, that we are walking in our will and not your will, that that be brought to your throne room right now. I also ask, Father, that... If there is any counterfeit relationships that we have, maybe business relationships or personal relationships that we are walking in right now, Father, that is not of you. We bring that before your throne room because we want to be 100% in alignment with you. And your honor, we also ask that 
any demonic trades, any ownership claims that Satan and the kingdom of darkness has on us or our bloodline, we bring that into your throne room. We also ask if there is any uh, counterfeit, if there's any verdicts that have been rendered against us in the court of hell, if there's been any verdicts that have been rendering against us or continuously rendered against us and we don't know about it, we ask for motions to vacate those as well because we did not know the, the church has not taught us how to come into the courtroom and break this and, and, and receive freedom from this. So we ask for motions to vacate on those as well. And Your Honor, we just ask for um, all of our angels. Um, and I also ask that those that the angels haven't been activated, we ask that those angels are activated right now and that they bring into the courtroom everything that is stopping us from our purpose and destiny, anything that is causing sickness upon people. I'm, I'm sensing there's heart and not just heartache, but there's like maybe uh, heart attacks or uh, maybe heart palpitations that people are are um, struggling with. Um, I, I bring that into you, all the legal rights for that, any any of the viruses, even any of the um, any of the the shots that we've taken, even in, in our entire life, even currently right now, if there's anybody that has taken any shots, that there is uh, there is implantations from the enemy. We bring that into you right now. We bring in all records to close any loopholes. And we repent and renounce all the way down to the roots for all alignment with Satan and the kingdom of darkness over all of these, Lord. Please forgive, bless, and release us and our bloodlines. Please forgive, bless, and release those that brought it upon us, including our bloodlines. And Father, we forgive, bless, and release ourselves. Because I know that that can be sometimes the hardest thing is forgiving ourselves. But Father, we forgive ourselves. And we release to you all bitterness, all resentment, all shame, all denial, any and anything, Father God, we just give it all to you and we forgive, bless, and release you if there's any part of us that has blamed you, God, because we know that you love us and you want us free. And we receive your forgiveness according to 1 John 1, 9 right now. And we ask that everybody be covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. I ask that you stamp everything null and void and nail it to your cross and burn it in your all-consuming fire. I ask that you overturn every false verdict that's been rendered against us from the court of hell and and turn it into a mighty and righteous verdict that will put Satan and the kingdom of darkness underneath our feet. Your Honor, I also ask that you loose angels to remove every demonic entity in on around us right now, Father God. In every realm, every dimension, remove those demonic entities, bind them, mute them, paralyze and put the fire of God upon them right now and take them to the Revelation 23 abyss or wherever the true Lord Jesus Christ wants them to go to be stamped with failed assignment. Father God, I also ask that you loose angels to remove every soul invader in on all of our realms, ter territories, and gates right now, Father. Put the blood of Jesus Christ on those soul invaders' throats. Take them into court right now and place contempt of court charges against them for, for coming against their purpose and our purpose and destiny right now. Father God, I loose angels in on around all of them right now to bind, mute, paralyze, and put into separate locations filled with the heavenly oil of anointing and the blood of Jesus Christ, and to be surrounded by heavenly warring angels for any demonic entity, whether it be a fallen angel, Nephilim, spirit, demonic spirit, demon, human agent of darkness, uh, human spirit, or soul invader. We ask that that still has a legal right to stay. We ask that they be surrounded by warring angels so they cannot communicate to any other part or communicate or uh, do anything against, their, uh, against your good and perfect will for them. 
until their next deliverance. And Father, I also ask that you uh, cancel and undo every demonic trade that has been done against them to stop them from their purpose and destiny. I also ask, Father, your honor, I ask that you give all ownership claims that Satan and the kingdom of darkness had over them and their bloodline. And I also say ownership claims over their finances, ownership claims over their physical health, ownership claims over their relationships, over um, ownership claims over any part of their life right now. I ask that it go back to King Jesus and Father God on the basis of Psalms 24.1. And I thank you for that. And your honor, I ask that that you give them visions and dreams. Show them what their purpose and destiny is. Show them if they are walking in counterfeit purposes and destinies right now, if they're walking in counterfeit relationships and counterfeit um, situations, that you show that those are not of you and that you want to change them. I ask that you place them on the right path and that you do that very gracefully if possible. And um, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for the deliverance and the freedom that everybody is receiving right now. We thank you for the revelation and the love of God that you are just filling them up with. We we send in angels right now to just release a wall of fire around them like in Zechariah 2.5. We release angels to apply the healing balm of Gilead over any wounds um, inside or on or around them right now. Let them feel your love. Let them feel your grace and your mercy over them. Let them know that this is this is the beginning of a whole new life, an amazing destiny for them. And we just thank you, Father. And we ask that you give them, um, we ask that you place restraining orders against Satan in the kingdom of darkness so that they cannot be attacked, any backlash or retaliation. We ask for injunctive reliefs to be placed against Satan in the kingdom of darkness as well. And your honor, we just, we receive all these verdicts. We receive your freedom and we declare and decree according to Matthew 6, 10, your kingdom come Yahweh, your will be done Yahweh on earth as it is in heaven. And we just release these over everybody right now. I release this over everybody. And we just pray against all backlash, all retaliation, all revenge. We send it back to the heads of the senders, multiply it into their enemy, into the enemy's camps. We also release the Freedom of Information Act, the light of Christ and clarity to expose to us people that are around us or in our inner circle that are human agents of darkness that are undercover and they're infiltrating us and they're trying to stop us from our purpose and destiny. We come against every form of hex, vex, spell, voodoo, incantation, every form of witchcraft. Your word says in Proverbs 26 too, a curse cannot land without a cause. And your honor, we just removed all the legal rights. We ask that you make every single curse, every single, whether it be a binding sex spell, whatever it be some sort of control over them. We break that right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, we send angels to destroy all of those cups, flags, banners, um, all the oaths, covenants, agreements that those human agents of darkness had with any demonic entity. And we ask that they that you release the Holy Spirit fire over those witches and warlocks and those human agents of darkness coming against us and our purpose and destiny. Take all the demonic entities to the Revelation 23 abyss. And we just ask... Um, we ask, Father, right now, I ask that angels be released to disconnect every single one of us from any EMF grids, any 5G grids, any demonic grids, any grids that are trying to control us, uh, whether it be uh, through psychotronic weapons, whether it be through mind control, whatever it might be, if there's any implantations in any of us, we shut that down right now with, um, with the lightning rods of God. And we ask that you connect all of us with heavenly harmonic grids, with the mind of Christ, and we pray against all backlash and all retaliation. We thank you, Father. Amen. Wait, there we go. 
wow. I need to sit down again. <laughs> it took my breath away. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, wow. That I'm filled in my work into my chest and my legs and I got chills. Oh. Let me add one more thing. Yeah, I just sent in angels right now with everybody. This would be real quick. I just sent in angels right now to minister to all of our parts, all the fragmented parts, uh, whether it happened in the womb, whether it happened yesterday, that these angels just minister to our fragmented parts, to our broken parts. And I ask that these angels also bring in Jesus Christ, the love of Christ, and that if these parts want to be healed, we ask that the angels, we ask that Jesus take these parts away, take them into heaven and heal them. There is no reason these parts need to be here. So if the true Lord Jesus Christ wants them to go, we ask that King Jesus takes them away, take them into heaven's healing hospital, do that as if it never were procedure on them, going all the way back to the hand of Father God to undo all the evil, all the trauma, all the hybridization, anything that's happened to them. And we ask that you take them in heaven school, teach them about their purpose and destiny, teach them about the fear of the Lord, truth, the love of Abba Father. And then we ask for that you bind them to the cross of Jesus Christ, wrap the spirit of truth around them, wrap the spirit of the fear of the Lord around them. And then we ask the angels take them back into their physical body with an acceleration process, merging everything that they learned in heaven into their subconscious and their conscious minds, while also deprogramming them from all the alternate personalities that they had and any traumas, triggers, um, any negative defense or coping mechanisms from their spiritual D GNA, uh, RNA, DNA, genomes, epigenetics, all their heart and soft and body tissues. Um, so that they will not be triggered and these parts will no longer have any access to their subconscious mind. Thank you, Father. We release uh, glory bombs, time-releasing glory bombs in their subconscious mind with the love of Abba, Father, discernment and fear of the Lord. Amen. I feel like I just, uh, never mind. Um, I can't think of the appropriate word. Wow. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Like I, really, like, I, I want to go lay down now. Um, awesome. Which is the exact feeling I had after the first time I did it. Yeah. God is so good. He, he's so good. Like there's, there is nothing we remove. If we remove the legal, right, we ask for forgiveness and then we just let the angels do the work in the spirit. Cause that's what they were meant to be, that they were there to partner with us then we're free. And yeah, there are going to be some things that are in our generational bloodline that we might not be able to get free from in this prayer, but there is still a lot of freedom just by repenting and renouncing it and then letting the angels do their work. And then of course, with the, um, the parts and things like that, healing them. And you're amazing. Uh, I hope we can do this again. You're an absolute blessing. We thank you so much. Um, and I, I just, yeah, anything we can ever do to support you and your, your ministry, please let us know. But God bless you, and thank you so much for being here. Ah, thank you so much. It has been such a blessing. It really, truly has. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Wow. Uh, I hope that that was powerful for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really have anything to say. I just thank you. Uh, thank God. Thank God for your warriors. Thank you for... No, I do have something to say. Now's the time for you. Now's the time. Some of you know what that means. 
that now is the time, not tomorrow, not the next day, not even an hour from now, now, now's the time. God has something for you that is far superior to anything, even your dreams, which I believe your dreams and vision are God showing you what's possible. I even believe that he has something even greater than that planned for you. But it all starts with your surrender. It all starts with you giving your life to him. Listen, I'm a wild child still. I'm wild and free-spirited, and I want to do things the way I'm led. And, you know, and that's, that's me. But led by the Holy Spirit now. Not led by peer pressure, not led by insecurity, not led by trauma, not led by trying to relieve myself of whatever situation I'm in. I want to be led by the Spirit only. And that is a wild ride. Those of you that are thrill seekers, (laughs) you've never experienced anything until you've experienced a Holy Spirit ride. And I'm not trying to minimize it or to even be juvenile about talking about the Holy Spirit. But the fact is this, everything that I thought I was giving up uh, to follow God and to follow the Lord and to, to give my life to him, all the things that I thought I was giving up, it's amazing how it doesn't even matter to me now. Because the life that God has for you is way more rewarding. There's no chasing the dragon. Meaning, you know how you get high the first time, you do the first line, do the first eight ball, inject the first time. You ever notice how it's never the same? What if I told you that a Holy Spirit high is the greatest high of all, and it is great every time? That's the life God has for you. And it's... Like I I told, I've said this before, I don't believe in the scripted surrender, give your life to Jesus prayers. But I do believe that it comes from a heartfelt, take my life. My life is your, or your, your life. I mean, sorry, my life is yours. I just want to serve you. Take my life, it's yours. I surrender. Thank you, Jesus. It's the greatest decision and greatest words I've ever said. And the life that it's given me over the last few years, it's been crazy. It's been wild. It's been fun. And it's just, but it's had meaning. And it's something that it never had before. And God wants you. God, what if I told you God needs you? God needs you. Because he created you for a specific purpose. This very specific purpose. And you are needed for this time. And all it takes is surrender. God bless you. Thank you for being here. We'll see you again next time.